how do I know when God speaks? Like we want to hear from God, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. But how do I know it's from God? How do I know if it's not just from me? Like, am I just hearing things at night? Like sometimes it's, it's uh, me in the middle of the night. Is that, is that you, God, or is that my, my kids <laughs> uh, making some sort of noise or something? Or is that some burglar that is creeping through our house? Am I just hearing things? And I'm kind of like, okay, well, if it is a burglar, Jeremiah, his door is like the first one. So they're just at least going to get him first. I'd probably hear him, you know, so I can just stay under my bed or in my bed, right? <laughs> Sorry. And, and I, sometimes I think I'm hearing things. Sometimes I think I'm feeling things. Like, yeah, anybody have that, that phantom phone ring with their phone in the pocket where you're like, oh, someone's calling or someone's texting and there's, there's nothing, right? Now, I, I kind of joke with that, but we do the same with God. Is that from God or is that from me? Is that from God or is that from me? Is that feeling from God? Am I supposed to follow his path? I don't know. And this is important. Why? This is important because I do believe God has a will for your life. I believe he has plans and purposes for you. As it says in Psalm 39, that he, he 139, where he says, he, he has numbered your days, like today is numbered, with a plan and a purpose. Don't lose sight of that, that he knows you intimately. So this is important because we want to get it right. At the same time, we don't know uh, how, how all that should t- transpire and take place. We also know it's important because it affects others. It's not just me that it affects. I got family. I got kids. I got grandkids. Me moving on, on God's will for my life or this thing that I'm unsure about seeking some clarity on could cost me some things. There's consequences sometimes, and I want to get it right. We're all, we're all there. How do I know when God speaks? Let me give you the what, and then we'll dig into a little bit of the why, all right? The what? How do I know? Let me just give you some things. And I kind of put some percentages on here because uh, sometimes it's not a fully 100% I, is this from God, all right? We have this thing in Christianity called faith, all right? So I'm going to tell you, you may never get that full 100% clarity. This is 100% from God, Faith comes into play at certain times. We'll talk about that in a second. But first one, I'm pretty sure on this one, though, it's got to line up with God's word. All right, 100%. It doesn't, this is our foundation. Freedom Church, we are building our foundation on Scripture. I believe it to be true, even though I have troubles with some parts of Scripture. There's just parts I don't like, parts I don't understand. Usually the parts that I don't like are the ones that I I understand the most. They're like absolutely clear. I'm like, ah, love your enemies? No, I wish that wasn't in there. That's just awful, but there it is. That's the what. We know the what. We know the what, right? But when it comes to hearing from God, I want to know what to do. That's really what it comes down to. I want to know, where do I go to college? Should I get married? Should I take this job? Do we buy this house, sell it? Should I retire? Bible, as I've said many times, does not give you very many answers on what to do. You start asking the question, who do you want me to be? And the Bible becomes alive. And I'm a big believer that the more you become who God wants you to be, the better position you will be in to know what he wants you to do. So we ask that question as you start your planted journey 
and you get into the Word daily, that's a great question to ask. Not what do you want me to do? That's a good question, but better, who do you want me to be today? Where do I need to change? What do I need to work on? All of a sudden, who I am, things I value, things I purpose, uh, start to speak, won't pay immediate results. That's the other hard part. Who do you want me to be generally doesn't come with immediate results. But at the end of your life, fewer regrets when you become who God wants you to be, all right? So you, if you're taking notes, how do I know when God speaks? You got to get in his word, follow his word, all right? Now, beyond that, typically when God speaks, it won't go away. So I put it like 90%. Like if God speaks to your life and is something that he wants you to do or something that he wants you to change, typically time is on your side. I could give a message about missions, all right? David was here just a minute ago talking about Chi Alpha and missions, and I could make an emotional plea and get us all fired up and inspired about missions. And you're like, I'm ready to go to start my own Chi Alpha at a university. Let me just tell you, maybe, maybe not, time's on your side. If God really plants that desire in your heart, not, a, not 100% of the time, okay? Give me, a, give me a little bit of grace here. But a lot of the time, times on your side, that that calling in your life won't go away. Which for some of you in this room, in a room this size, God called you something to something back in college, and you, 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 decades later, you still haven't acted on that. You've, you've kind of done the Jonah thing, right? It hasn't gone away. And, and so sometimes he continually nudges that, and it sticks within there. So time typically won't go away. Typically, it will line up with wise counsel. This is why you need relationships. This is why you need people who are mentors who are ahead of you in the game. And if you don't have those people, find those people who you can have conversations with. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I feel like God has said in my life. Am I crazy? Like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. You need some advisors in your life. I have that in my life. I have people who I can go to who can call me out and say, nope, that's not God. Or you know what? I don't know. But I'm going to get some investment and, and, and spend some time with some wise counsel. All right? That's why, again, connect groups, we're going to start them up in the fall. It's important to start building those relationships. Also, how do I know when God speaks? It's going to, come, it's going to line up with his word. It typically will not go away. Typically, we'll have wise counsel lining it up. Typically, it will be uncomfortable with peace, all right? God's usually going to stretch your faith. He wants to grow the relationship, but in order to grow, it's going to stretch you, which means he's going to burst your comfort bubble. You live in comfort. We naturally want to go there, and he says, that's not what the best thing is for your life. We're going to do hard things. We're going to challenge you, but you're going to grow and you're going to help other people. So typically what he calls you to do, it is uncomfortable. Just know that. At the same time, there's usually this spirit of peace somewhere inside that just says, I know it's chaotic. I know it's crazy, but I have a peace about it beyond understanding that this is from God. Typically that will happen. Fifth thing, usually it's only one step at a time. How do I know it's from God? I want the whole picture. I want to know that it's all going to work out. Okay, 
And I want to know exact step after step after step, what they're going to say, how it's all going to work out, and how we're going to maneuver and everything. Just tell me the plan. Let's go. You usually only get one step at a time. Sign up for a connect group. Sign up for Planted. Get in the Word today. Say hello to that person over there that you don't know. Walk across the room and introduce yourself. Invite that family over for dinner. Hey, be generous with your money. It, 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 it doesn't make sense in the whole grand scheme of things of what I want to know what to do. And you're saying, help this person? Doesn't make sense. Often doesn't. But that's how I know it's from God. Typically, when, all, when you get all five of those kind of lining up or whatever, I'm like, okay, okay. Which, this is a question God wanted me to ask you today. How much clarity, percentage-wise, do you need in order to say, I think this is from God, I'm going to move forward in faith? Do you, I told you, you're probably not going to get 100%. But for you, how much would it take for you? Do you need 90% clarity from God? 75. What's the answer there? How much do you need? If I'm not going to get it all, what do I need? Right now, for me, where I'm at, and this changes over the course of my life, I'm going to go with about 50%. If I'm about 50% sure that's from God, it lines up with God's word. It's not sin. I feel like there's something there. I got wise counsel. Let's go. What more do you need to say, I think this is from God. I'm going to take some steps. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone, and I'm just going to see if this is God. I'm going to see if he's here. Rather than just staying paralyzed and stagnant of, is this God or is it not? I have found in my faith journey, the more I just lean in, I see God moving more and more and more and more and more. And that's what I want in my life. I want to see God work. I want to see miracles. And I don't get that staying planted and stuck. We're going to take a next step of faith. How much percentage do you need? How, this is between you and God. How much percentage do you need in order to take that step of faith? That was the what. Let me jump into the why. Make sure we got enough time. Why is it hard to hear God's voice? This is where I'm going to get in your kitchen. Because a lot of us, we do not hear God's voice. Silent. Now, I can't control God's voice. There's no magic formula to say, one, two, three, boom, he's going to speak. I'm going to hear it. Okay? But this is, this, this is some things that can keep us separated, that can keep us distanced, that can keep us from hearing God's voice clearly in our lives. I mean, automatically, if you want to know God's voice and what he's saying, get in his word. Like that, that's right there. He's going to start speaking through there. But sometimes there's some things that get in our way. One, sin. Sin separates. All right? Now, Jesus paid the price for our sin. So salvation-wise, you don't have to earn it with God. That's the gospel. Jesus Christ, God himself, came, died on a cross, lived the perfect sinless life, died on a cross, and paid for your sin, my sin, for all time, all right? So he solved that problem, all right, the salvation problem. He earned victory when he rose from the dead. That's when Christianity got its start, okay? That's the gospel. But what I'm talking about is, all right, I'm saved, 
but he didn't just save you and then boom, you die and send you to heaven and say, well, that's it. We got you where we want it. No, he says he got a purpose for you. Every single, like there's, he's got a mission for you. And we want to know what that is. Sin in my life still exists. I'm one of the worst, okay? And when sin is unchecked in my life, me and God, he still loves me. He's still pursuing me, but my ability to hear him is going to be impaired because sin separates. It causes distance. So I'm forgiven, but it might impair my ability to hear God. Do you have sin in your life that is going unchecked? You do what you want, when you want, how you want, where you want. And we all have those moments, all right? No one's perfect. But at the same time, sometimes we have something in our life that just is, is running rampant and it's causing us to not be able to hear from God. Secondly, pride. You know why I don't hear from God? You don't know, you know why I don't follow my shepherd? Because when I spend time with him and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, I spend enough time with God to know he's going to speak. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable. And I know when he speaks, I'm going to have to go do what he tells me to do. And I don't want to do it. So pride comes in and just says, you know what? I ain't talking today because I don't want to change. Hello, honest moment, be real, church. Who wants to change? Yeah, change, change. I want to change, change me. No, change them. Change them, not me. All right, pride sits in there and can fester. I love somebody who, who can come in Say, I'm having this issue. I'm having this issue, be it in marriage, be it in some sort of relationship or work. And maybe the other person does have some issues to work with, but humbly the person says, yeah, I got to work on my side of the street too because I got plenty of stuff and will humbly submit to God and say, hey, show me, show me, show me. Why don't we hear from God? One, we do what we want, when we want, where we want, and God removed from the equation. Two, I don't want to change. I don't want to change, so I don't even come to this table. I got a table prepared for you in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my, he my head with oil, and my cup overflows. That it, it's, it's, it's almost seems like a misprint whenever it says that. Like, I got this banquet table in front of you to take care of you, to provide for you, so you can feast in the presence of my enemies? Now, I don't know what enemies you face, if it's a person, a problem, a situation, a temptation that haunts you, a critic, a fear, shame, guilt. We, I mean, the enemies uh, around us are, are, are strong. And God says, I'm going to prepare a table for you in the presence of all of your enemies. That's, that's a good shepherd, but it seems like a misprint because I would say like, wouldn't we just run from our enemies or, or, or attack them or like, I, I'm going to feast in their, in their, in their presence. Let's have a meal. Let's sit down and have a meal in their presence. You know, something that keeps us from that buffet, not only is sin and pride, but I'll just, and other distractions. Our culture is distracted. You are distracted. You are busy. You will trade the peace of God in your life for progress here on earth. 
You will trade the peace of God and joy of that presence in relationships with God, your creator, your heavenly father. You will trade that for popularity. Mike, I just want my kids to be well-rounded. Like, I want to provide for them and take care of them. I want them to have a good education. I want them to play sports and do well. And all of a sudden, our weekends are gone and our nights are gone and our table is gone. And we are out and strung out and busy and we don't know what happens. Taking care of your family and loving on your kids is no bad thing. That's good, but we got to keep it checked. We won't sit at the table with our shepherd and enjoy this meal because we get distracted. Worse yet, besides sin, pride, distractions, our busyness, we invite the enemy to sit with us at the table. We will sit there in the presence of our enemy and listen to their voice. How's your marriage going? I bet, I bet it's all your fault again, huh? All your fault again. They don't appreciate you. They don't even want you. You're just a paycheck. She'd be happier without you. The kids would be happier without you. They don't need you. The voice of the enemy comes in with shame and guilt. You did what last night? You said what last night? And now you're going to come to church. You're going to come to church and try to say you love Jesus and worship Jesus with what came out of you? Yeah, let's see how that works. You know what? You go do that little Christian thing, go live for Jesus. I'll drag that out later, and I'll let everybody know about what you did and what you said. All right, so you just do your thing. We'll save that for later. You let the enemy have a seat at your table and keep you from what God has for you, a feast and a blessing and a relationship. You're having a conversation with a killer. When Jesus talks about the shepherd, he says, the the shepherd, I'm a good shepherd. I'll lay down my life for for the sheep. I'll take care of them. When one gets lost, I'll go find them. But there is a thief, and that thief is the enemy, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you are sitting at the table with a killer who doesn't want any of this going on in your life. So today, today, my... My declaration is, enemy, you no longer have a seat at my table. My shepherd, it says, has prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. All these things that that haunt me and torture me and want to threaten to keep me down, they will be things to show the glory of God in my life. And I'm going to continue to listen to my shepherd and follow him every step of the way. I will not be paralyzed anymore. Jesus gave his life so you could sit at the table. 
He loves you. He knows you. He wants that relationship with you. He has given us his word so we can turn down the voice of our flesh. He has given us his word so we can turn down the voice of the enemy. That's a lie. This is truth. That's what they said I am. That's what the enemy says that I am. This is what I say that I am and feel. But this is what your word says. This is who you say I am, and I'm banking in and anchoring in on that. How do you know when God speaks? Well, we have some things that get in the way. One of them is affirmation. One of the things that gets in the way is I want that clarity. I want that certainty. I want that affirmation that this is what you want me to do, God. Can I tell you something, friends? Can I sell you something, church? When it comes to, is this God speaking and affirmation? Affirmation comes after obedience. Affirmation, this is, that, that was God in my life. This is God in my life. This is God moving. This is what he wanted me to do. Typically comes after you take your step of faith after you surrender, after obedience, then you know when you look back, that was God. Freedom Church, our mission here at, at Freedom Church is to help people take the next step in their relationship with Jesus together. Blessing comes after. Affirmation comes after. God's presence, he's with you, but you will know it follows obedience. Success in God's eyes, not in the world's eyes. Success in God's eyes follows after obedience. Surely your goodness, this is how he closes it out. Surely your goodness and love will follow me. That's active. I'm taking steps, following my shepherd. Goodness and love follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus, he's a good shepherd. He is leading you to places to restore your soul. When you're in your dark moments, he is with you. Follow him. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.